Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in chapter 21, the final chapter of John, and uh, we'll then be moving on to some other books. And as I was sitting in church today, and I still hadn't, I don't know, for some reason I really, I want to personally go through Genesis because I feel like it's a natural flow. Um, I've looked at the, you know, we've read Revelations, the final book. And so I thought Genesis would be a good point to start, you know, to go into. But as I was in church praying about it and thinking about it, really what struck me was to read Peter first and first Peter and second Peter, since the book, the Bible here or that John is wrapping up with Peter and Peter's pretty, uh, kind of the final, the final piece here. And he's being discussed, he's being spoken to by God, by Jesus. I just thought it was, that became a natural transition to then read what Peter has to say. And Peter's mentioned in acts. He's very vibrant and active. But I really wanted to read what he had to say in his in his two books, um, First and Second Peter. They're not super long, so they won't take a long time. It'll probably just take about eight or nine days, and that's about it, depending upon how much we go into various um, thoughts and ideas that are, are found there, because they're very impactful. So with that, we're going to go ahead and get started in t- uh, reading our final chapter here in John. But before we do that, let's go to God. Father, I thank you. Thank you for this day and for taking care of us. I thank you for all the many blessings. You've brought us through a new week and there's the beginning of a new. I just pray, Lord, that you would be the one that we live for. That this week we would hear your voice, seek your voice, and seek to do your will. I pray as we read that it would be your voice that that we would hear, that the Holy Spirit that talks to us, that guides us, the Holy Spirit who you are the comforter, you are the, the instructor. You're the teacher. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, for you to speak to us plainly, clearly, and with conviction. I pray that our hearts and our minds and our spirits be open and prepared for it, and that you would be the one that we hear. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So as I was reading through a number of um, commentaries and expositions and whatnot, I found this thought here from... Tozer, uh, not from Tozer, from Spurgeon. And he talks about a lot. I'm not going to read all of it because it takes it would take quite a while. But the summary that he has is, I think we have a greater reason to ask the Lord to impress more deeply upon us the truth of God we have already received than to ask him to give us more truth for what we already know might suffice us if we did but know it better. So really, it strikes home to me that as we read and I think about all that I've read, I've read the Bible multiple times, and you know, through and through. <clears throat> and although I might have left out Leviticus just to be completely transparent on some of the follow-ups. Um, anyways, with that in mind, it's just if I keep reading the Bible and whatnot, really the more that I've already been taught, if I understood it more fully, it really does strike home. And we have, I have um, Spurgeon focused on 
chapter 20, 21, verse 22. But before we get, you know, I read what he has to say, let's go ahead and just get into reading what the Bible does say. And I'm going to find a couple of, a couple of uh, comments here from him as we go through the beginning here. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going fishing, Simon Peter told them. That sounds like me. Hey, I'm going fishing. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. And it's interesting because right here, Spurgeon says, Brothers and sisters, without Christ's presence, that is what always happens. They caught nothing. But notice what the next verse says. So it's true. Have you ever tried to go off and be righteous? Have you ever tried to do God's will? Have you ever tried to do it on your own just by being strong, giving up that sin, whatever it is, and I'm just not going to do it anymore? How, how successful is that when we try to do it on our own? Verse 4. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. So again, when they have Jesus telling them what to do and they're following his, his lead, they catch fish. When you're relying upon God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to help you, to strengthen you, what happens? We actually overcome and do his will. The other thing that, that Spurgeon points out here in verse 5, when he, Jesus asks him, hey, have you got any fish? And they say, no. Understand, they've worked basically all night, and they got nothing. Spurgeon says, Jesus likes us to admit that we do not possess anything of our own before he gives us the blessing he is waiting to bestow. He lets us see that the table is bare before he loads it with his bounty so that he may have all the praise and glory for, for what he gives us. And I think about that in my own life, right? How often do I pray and try to do something on my own only then when I finally am at my, and I'm just like, God, whatever you want. Well, then all of a sudden it all changes. So with that, let's go back to, uh, to, Verse 7, then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say that, it, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. Verse 8, the other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, only about a hundred yards. When they, in the, in the Hebrew or whatnot, it was two cubits. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals with fish on it and some bread, kind of like the fish and the loaves, right? Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. 
I wonder how, why that number is important, but it is. It's, it's very specific. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him who you are. They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. And he did the same with the fish. This is how, this was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, and remember this, that remember Peter had denied Christ three times. And, uh, you know, if I'm Peter, I might be sitting there thinking, oh man, there he is. I wonder if he's mad at me. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Less, yes, Lord, he said. You know what, that I love you. He's noticed that he didn't say, I love you more than these. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to, said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who's going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? So this is where I also want to go into the sermon from, from um, Spurgeon. Because in that sermon, he talks about, let's see. He talks about how quickly and easily Peter became distracted, right? He quickly became distracted by what Jesus, what, what was all of a sudden out there. And that's where, you know, we are commanded. We're told to do something. And nine times out of 10, we sit there and we're like, oh man, what about that? And we're quickly distracted. I think about just like coming back from church. Right? I'm fired up. I have this nice message. And then all of a sudden, I look at my emails or I, you know, distract myself with a, with a game. And all of a sudden, everything God put on my heart is gone or has been diminished. So it's amazing how much we're sitting there fired up for God. And then all of a sudden we're distracted. Here, here Spurgeon writes, Only a moment or two before, our Lord said to Peter, Follow me. Yet he found it necessary to repeat the command from which it is clear that the Lord Jesus himself might be here and might speak to us in the most plain terms. And yet his words might not make the impression upon our hearts that we sometimes think they would. Yet even Jesus Christ found him, himself should speak to us. Yet even though Jesus Christ himself should speak to us, we should not feel the full force of his words unless the Spirit of God applied them to our hearts. This reflection may teach us not to indulge in idle regrets that Jesus is not here, now in bodily presence, 
or to say, I wish that I'd been living during the, on the earth in Christ's day. The fact is the Holy, Holy Spirit shall bless the world or bless the word that is spoken to you by the humblest Christian alive. It may be quite as useful to your soul as though the master himself had been here and the truth of God had fallen upon our, your ears direct from his own lips. So remember when we were talking about it's better for Jesus to leave than to and not have the Holy Spirit. I mean, we need the Holy Spirit sent to us. So anyways, going on, he says, Peter's mind seems to have been distracted from the command to follow the Savior by a very simple incident, turning about. <laughs> That's how quickly I get distracted. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh, hey, look at that. A butterfly, a fish jumping. He saw John following and that the sight of his fellow disciple awakened his curiosity and put to the master the speculative inquiry as to John's future. What Lord, and what shall this man do? To which the master replied in the words of my text, What is it to you? You follow me. This teaches us that the presence of even the holiest man may sometimes call us from following our master. It is certain that thousands of serious impressions have been lost through idle chit-chat after sermons. The Sabbath services lose many of their benefits to us through the common habit of talking on the way home from a place of worship about anything and everything rather than the one subject that ought to engross our minds. Some of the best people in the world may involuntarily turn our minds from the line of thought in which the Savior would have had them run. So let us constantly pray, O Lord, keep our eyes, our ears, keep our hearts from wandering away from you. If not, we shall soon forget the sound even of your own voice and the impressions which may have been made upon us. So, verse 22, Jesus answered, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. That's his command to all of us, is to follow him. Don't worry about others. Don't worry about other circumstances. Follow him. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. And so ends the book of John. With it, we've seen a lot of different pieces, but I think at the end, the great example I have is Peter. He loves him. He's, he's got an ego. He says, I'll never deny you. And then he does. Jesus says, do you love me? Yes. And then he gets his feelings hurt because he asked him three times. And then when Jesus says, come, follow me, he gets distracted immediately. That's like me. And Jesus has to rebuke him and turn back to him and say, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. You follow me. So with that, I'm just going to close this with a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here and guiding us. Thank you for opening my eyes and opening my heart and speaking to my spirit. I just pray, Father, that I would grow closer to you and that we would all grow closer to you, that we would understand your will and your word, and that we would know what it means to follow you. 
that we would stay on track on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis, and we would follow you. I just pray, Father, for your guidance and your wisdom. I pray for this upcoming week that we would do your will, that we would speak your, your love, and we would see others as you see them so that we can love them too. I pray that our light, your light, would be what shines forth. Not mine, because mine's freaking dark. And I just pray, Father, for your light to be what shines through. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a fabulous day.